Welcome once again to Lato's Law. Here's Steve Lato. Joe sent me notes and Steve, check out the story involving rap music in California. And uh, this is an interesting one. The story has been widely reported, but including Billboard magazine reports, or Billboard.com these days. Bill Donnie, who wrote this story, California Senate passes rap lyrics bill, setting stage for first ever law. Okay, here we go. Uh, a couple rap artists uh, have gone to court recently and have encountered prosecutors who want to introduce the lyrics to their rap songs into evidence against them. It's happened in Georgia. And so California, uh, wanting to be on the cutting edge of this, has apparently thought, well, this could pop up here too. So California State Senate on Thursday passed a bill that would sharply limit what prosecutors can cite rap lyrics as evidence and require judges to weigh whether they'll inject racial bias into a case setting the stage for imminent enactment of the first in the nation statute. Now, the first thing to keep in mind here is it's not limited to rap music. So theoretically, if you were an old school country crooner and you wrote a song that had something in it that a prosecutor wanted to use against you at trial, it would have the exact same consideration as rap music. So it could apply to anything. Death metal? Sure. Christian rock? Sure. The legislation now known as AB 2799 would effectively ban such lyrics from the courtroom unless prosecutors can show that they are directly relevant to the facts of the case and won't inject racial bias into the proceedings. After similar legislation failed in New York earlier this year, the California bill would be the first of its kind aimed at a controversial prosecution tactic that critics say offers little insight into an actual crime and can unfairly sway juries by playing to biases that people might have. The issue has taken on new urgency since May when two of rap's top young talents were hit with an indictment on gang charges and uh, the indictments actually quoted the lyrics of their music and said, by the way, this is what these guys say when they're rapping. So following Thursday's vote, the bill passed the state Senate by a unanimous vote. It now returns to the state assembly which already passed an earlier version in May, but must now approve tweaks to the law made by the Senate. And then if approved by them, they you know the whole bill on Capitol Hill thing, then the governor uh, gets a chance to look at it and see if he wants to sign it or not. Now, like New York's rap lyric bill, this one would create a so-called presumption against the use of any creative expression as evidence. Creative expression, not just rap music, creative expression meaning it's not an outright ban, but a hurdle for prosecutors to overcome. The law would require courts to hold that such evidence offers a minimal value unless the state can show that the expression was created near in time of the crime, bears a level of similarity to the crime, or includes factual details about the crime uh, that are not otherwise publicly available. But the California law also has other provisions not present In the other proposed bills, like an express requirement that judges consider whether the evidence will inject bias into the proceedings, it also notably requires that courts consider testimony on the particular genre of expression being cited by prosecutors. Uh, A nod to the fact that experts say hip-hop's unique conventions are often weaponized when lyrics are cited in court. Uh, The bill would also require courts to admit testimony about experimental or social science research showing that a particular genre 
introduces racial bias into the proceedings. Multiple empirical studies have shown that jurors view hip-hop lyrics as more dangerous than those from other genres, even when they cover the exact same words. Now, I'm not sure if you can find me a Christian rock song that contains all the same words as a hip-hop song, but I suppose it's possible. A spokesperson for the bill's author did not immediately return a request for comment on Friday. So what this is saying is that California is in the process right now of passing a law that says if you're going to put someone on trial for a crime and you want to introduce as part of the evidence against them previous creative works of theirs, you must do some things to prove that these are actually relevant to the issue and not just being put in there because some people will immediately knee-jerk respond and say, oh, gangster rap, these must be bad people. I understand and actually agree with that on one level. However, it's important to realize two things. The first of which is that this applies to all forms of expression. So if Bob Dylan was put on trial and the prosecutor wanted to introduce lyrics from my back pages, they'd have to do the exact same process as if they were doing this for NWA's Straight Outta Compton. I could have picked the other one, but I didn't. However... The second thing to remember is that this actually is, it is an interesting twist on evidence because in the field of evidence, I've talked about this occasionally, and that is if you are on trial, you're a defendant. You're just sitting there because you decided to invoke your right against self-incrimination. You're not going to testify. You're going to sit there. And they start putting in evidence against you. If they say, by the way, we have evidence that on a previous date, the defendant said something. We're going to bring in a witness who's going to testify to that. I've, I've had people say, Steve, well, of course, that'd be hearsay, right? No, it's not considered hearsay if it is a party's own statement. That was one of the exceptions to the hearsay rule. In fact, some court rules and rules of evidence specifically say that not only is it not hearsay, uh, not an exception to hearsay, but it's actually not hearsay at all. It's actually an admission, which is outside of the hearsay rule. However, that's way too picky for us to get into right here. But the key to understanding this is that a defendant normally who is on trial can have anything they have said, any statement they have made introduced into evidence against them as an admission. And the question then becomes, is it fair to say, well, this guy is a singer. We're going to bring out songs that he has written and songs that he has sung and have a witness come in and say, yes, I heard this guy say the following words. Well, yeah, he said those words, but he was rapping them or singing them. Or if he's a country star, he's twanging them. Or if he's, if he's Tiffany, I don't know what she's doing to it. But the point is that these are words being spoken, but they're not being spoken in a conversation. And so that, I believe, is a distinction that is important to understand here. No one actually thinks that somebody walks out on stage and is singing a song literally means every word that they're saying. They're singing, they're performing. What about artists who perform other people's music? You know, Jimi Hendrix performing all along the Watchtower. Is he actually saying, I endorse and adopt all of the statements that Bob Dylan made when he wrote this song? Or is he performing it as a work of art? And I would go with the latter on that because I loved Hendrix's performance of it. Bob Dylan's not so much. But that's another story altogether. So I went and pulled the statute to make sure I've got this right. Assembly Bill 2799. That's why it's called AB, Assembly Bill. 
from the California legislature, most recent session. And uh, I have a copy of it in my hand. And it has the uh, introductory stuff where it says, existing law permits a court to exclude evidence if its probative value is substantially outweighed by specific factors, including the probability that the admission will create substantial danger of undue prejudice. And so what they're talking about there is the rule of evidence number 403. Uh, it's how it's numbered in many places, although in California they've got a different numbering system. But 403 is something is so much more prejudicial than it is probative, that it is meaningful with respect to its relevance, that it can be kept out. And so they're basically saying that they are, and it starts off by saying, the legislature finds and declares all of the following. Uh, and it talks about um, the notion it is the intent of this legislature to provide a framework by which courts can ensure that the use of an accused person's creative expression will not be used to introduce stereotypes or activate bias against the defendant, nor is character or propensity evidence, and to recognize that the use of rap lyrics and other creative expression as circumstantial evidence of motive or intent is not a sufficient justification to overcome substantial evidence that the introduction of rap lyrics creates a substantial risk of unfair prejudice. Now, it does mention rap lyrics there, but it also says, and other creative expression. And it talks about creative expression, creative expression throughout the rest of the uh, throughout the rest of the statute proposal. So again, it has not been made into law yet. Apparently, they tried to pass something similar in New York and it failed. But the interesting thing is, like I said, I kind of agree with this. I don't think that you can say that a person who has been charged with a crime can be convicted by showing the lyrics to songs that they wrote and performed previously. By the way, what about songs they didn't perform if they just wrote the lyrics to them? It's possible. There are songwriters out there who don't perform their own music. Uh, can we introduce a songwriter's lyrics against him if they're performed by somebody else? What about a singer-songwriter who occasionally covers other people's music? Is it enough in the old days to say, oh, this guy got up there and he sang this song that contained these words? And you say, yeah, but he didn't write those words. But he sang them. <laughs> Does he have to write them and sing them? Either, both, and I think that most of us understand that um, besides the fact it's very, very difficult to get meaning out of some songs, uh, but I think it's also, it, I, I believe it would be unfair to say, yeah, this person said this in a song they wrote three years ago, and they performed this song, and now they're accused of a crime. Look at that song they wrote. Well, do you have any evidence that shows they did the crime? Maybe you should stick to that. So to call the song itself as evidence of a crime that was committed later, I agree, that's a stretch. But they point out, let's suppose there's an artist. Hey, it's, it's DJ Steve. <laughs> I'm DJ Steve, okay? And I write a song that I rap. I'm not going to do it, but just trust me on this one. DJ Steve wrote a song called, I'm going to whack the other DJ in town. And I say his name. That's the name of the song. I'm going to whack that guy. That Hey, it's got, it's got a ring to it. I'm going to whack that guy. And a little while later, the guy gets whacked. And I'm, and I'm found at the scene. 
and all evidence points to me. <laughs> Could you introduce that song against me and say, well, you wrote a song called I'm going to whack that guy. And that looks like you whacked that guy. Well, that would go to show that I had planned and intended to do it because I described it in the song. And that makes sense because that is also the kind of thing that can get introduced to you, introduced against you in court. So, for instance, if you told somebody, you know, tomorrow I'm going to go rob that bank. And the next day, the bank got robbed. And the person who made the statement, I'm going to rob that bank tomorrow, gets arrested. And they find out that that person told somebody, tomorrow I'm going to rob that bank. Will that be admissible against them? You bet it will be. So in that sense, it makes sense. So not all of it's excluded. It's just they've got to show something other than this person who's a performer performed something which looks bad. Well, does it connect them to this crime a little bit more specifically than that? If so, we'll consider it. If not, they'll be kept out. So it's an interesting piece of legislation. And in case you're curious about the technicalities here, the legislation is basically rewriting California's rules of evidence with respect to admissibility of prior statements by a party. So there you go. Uh, from Billboard.com, Bill Donahue wrote it. Joe sent it to me. California Senate passes rap lyrics bill. Setting stage for first ever law, but keep in mind it's not limited to just rap lyrics, but it just seems like that's probably what will be most likely covered by it. Questions or comments, put them below. Let's talk to you later. Bye bye. Thank you for watching Lato's Law. Life's too mysterious to take too serious.